Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Kimmel and Cox, your source for all things entertainment. I'm Keith Cox. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Dylan Kimmel. Hello, everyone. And we have come to the end of season one. Oh, my goodness. It is the final episode. It's it the is. final countdown. It's, yes. It's crazy. I can't believe we have already made it through an entire season. 20, uh, 24 episodes is what we ended up with. It's kind of bittersweet, but at the same yeah. time, I'm also kind of relieved. Yep. It is <laughs> a pretty serious commitment, you know, to, when you commit to doing a, a weekly podcast uh, mm-hmm. like this. And, you know, it's it's been fun, but, yeah. you know, but then you obviously have to think about scheduling and you know trying to work all that luckily we haven't had any issues uh, surprisingly always, i thought we would yeah. had more honestly yeah. but, but uh but you yeah. made it work yeah but, but it's it's been great it's been a lot of fun we've definitely learned some things uh through this process and and learning kind of where we can go from here what we want to improve on what we want to do differently uh, but I mean, I think even if you just watch our first few episodes compared to now, I mean, you, you, you see a, a remarkable difference in mm-hmm. just in the format and, and, um, you know, the, you know, us using, you know, different tools like graphics and, and clips and things like that. I mean, when we started out, it was literally just, you know, just, just the typical sitting there talking and yeah, we just, just start out with, with just a one a shot, one shot. Yeah. Now we do want that one shot to return, but more yes. so like interlinked with, uh, with, with this, the, with you the, know, with the, with the close-ups, yeah. close-ups. So. Yeah. But so, anyway, so, it's, but, yeah, uh, it's, but yeah, we, we've had a lot of fun with them. We're definitely looking forward to uh, things to come in season two. And yeah, we got big things planned for season two here. Yes. Uh, we'll probably have a different location. Mm-hmm. Um, the podcast will uh, have a whole new look to it, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, which I'm really excited about. I think it's going to kind of kick things up a notch. But, but yeah. Uh, but today, uh, we are going to be uh, wrapping up uh, the season uh, with a really great show. It's a Paramount Plus original series called Tulsa King. Tulsa King. Yes. It is uh, created by Taylor Sheridan, who created Yellowstone, which is mm-hmm. a hugely another hugely popular uh, TV series right now. I've not with, seen uh, Yellowstone or the uh, prequels to yeah, it, but it's, um, it's it's really great. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's just you know phenomenal television. Just the way that they, it's the the writing is excellent. Um, you know, the cinematography it, it has a it has more of a cinematic feel to it. And uh, and just the the stellar cast that they have involved. I mean, they get they have a list cast all yeah, around. I don't mean, they? I mean Kevin Costner. I mean, who would have ever <clears throat> saw thought of Kevin Costner doing a television series? So, yeah, that. Uh, I mean, I mean, they even got Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren in one. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, they're they're bringing their A game. You know, uh, Taylor Sheridan with these uh, shows that he's creating. Uh, but uh, but Tulsa King premiered on November thirteenth. 2022 so just last year not all that long ago and it stars uh, sylvester stallone in his first starring role in a scripted television series and he plays dwight the general manfredi uh, also stars andrea savage as stacy beale uh, martin star as Bodie, mm-hmm. uh, jay will as tyson Max Casella as Armand Truisi, Dominic Lombardozzi as Charles Chicky Invernizzi, uh, Vincent Piazza as Vince Antonacci. That's a very Italian show, if you <laughs> if you can't tell by the by the names. Uh, A.C. Peterson as Pete Invernizzi, uh, Garrett Headland as Mitch Keller. And Dana Delaney as Margaret Devereaux. Hmm. So just a, a huge cast uh, in this Very show, big and, cast and that's there. not even and that's not even everybody. That's just the that's just the main uh, the main cast. That's not including recurring uh, characters. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I mean, you you introduced me to this one here, um, yes. and uh, when I started watching it. It, it's really good. I love the the opening credits there. Those are amazing. You said they were similar to the uh, 
Yellowstone there too. They kind of the quality, yeah. It's 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 kind of a similar uh, vibe to it, and uh, it, it. I mean, I am a, a huge Sylvester Stallone fan, so when mm. when they announced this series, I was really pumped about it, and I was like, you know, it's it's like I still, you know, still kind of had had my reservations. I mean, I you, you know, Stallone is always going to bring his best to whatever he's doing but at the same time yeah. i'm like you know it, it just he's he's been so used to doing films for so long that i was like you know wondering how is it going to translate to a, a tv series but it's perfect you know i think it's a perfect vehicle uh, for him uh, especially at this stage uh, in his life uh, because you know it uh, even though uh, he can still he can still play those um uh, those, those tough guy, the tough kinda. guy, the action, the action heavy roles. You know, at some point, it's like you know he's he's seventy six now, and it's like at some point, you know, you as much as we love characters like Rocky and Rambo, like you, when they kind of get to a certain age, it's like you almost don't want to see them play those characters anymore mm-hmm. because they're kind of meant for you know typically for for you know younger younger guys, younger actors. And so a role like this allows him to play something that I think is a little bit more suited to, you know, where he's at in his own life. I mean, but, but, he, but he's still a tough guy and he still yeah. he still kicks ass. But it's not like, you know, it's it's just it's different. Um, but I mean, it sucked me in like, <laughs> right from the right from the very beginning. The first episode. I mean, I, I like the uh, the I like mafia stories. Yeah. Um, and uh, and this actually brings two worlds together the mafia story and a, a cowboy type of western vibe to it as well yeah uh with the i mean there, there's a ranch and everything and you know, horses and yeah mixing yeah. mixing two completely different genres pretty much uh, together. it does it very seamlessly too yeah it does it really um, works i mean the, the whole uh, premise of the show is that uh, Dwight, you know, Sylvester Stallone's character, has been in prison uh, for the last 25 years. And uh, he's just been released from prison, and he goes back to his mafia family in New York, expecting to kind of come right back into the family, and he thinks that everything is is going to be just like it was before, and he's just going to get right back into the action. But no, there's been some changes in the family. Um, you know, uh, Dwight is a is a you know former mafia capo, and and you know he finds that when he comes back home, uh, he has been replaced uh, by somebody else, uh, and you know the the boss of his mafia family uh which is which is Pete uh Invernizzi who is kind of in bad health himself mm-hmm. like he's so, you know he's he's hooked he's up on he's his, hooked uh, up to an oxygen um you know, machine and uh, he's on his last um, yeah he's sort of you know like on his way out and and his you know his son has sort of taken over and then you know his son you know has all these guys working for him, you know, that used to used to take orders from Dwight, and so they decide to send uh, Dwight to Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places. And in the beginning, he kind of feels almost like he's being exiled there. Yeah, you know, and which in a way, I think that was their intention yeah. too, was just to exile him. Yeah. I think they thought he would fail. They're like, we'll send him someplace where he can't possibly stir up any action you know he he wants to get his old criminal activities going again and you know they 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 kind of do it under the guise of of wanting to help him out but you know in reality they're just kind of hoping that he will fail but he doesn't you know he's he rises above everything and and somehow manages to once he gets out there it's it's a little bit tough at first he's trying to get to know people but I mean, yeah, right, he, I mean, right from the first day, he's already like he's he already was, getting things going. I mean, he is out of the he he been out in uh, prison for since 1999, I think it was, was it? I think so, yeah. Somewhere in the 90s is when he was arrested. But um, so there's a whole advancement in technology that's lost on him 
and um, he's learning all that, but also learning, you know, how things are now. And yeah. He, like, I guess that's another thing they thought he would fail in is trying to figure, but he, he has, he has the determination. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, you know, again, he goes into it, like you said, you know, a lot of things have changed, you know, there's smartphones and, and, uh, and, you know, things like that now. And, and, uh, so he's getting used to, you know, new technology, but also like realizing that he can't do things the way that he used to back Mm -hmm. then, you know, he can't just like, just walk in and just, you know, take, take over things. I mean, one of the first things that he does is, uh, he goes into this local uh, marijuana dispensary, uh, which is run by the uh, Bodhi character, yeah. played by Martin Starr. And now he, Martin Starr, he's a uh, if if you're not familiar with him, he's actually in the Spider-Man movies as the te- one of the teachers. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, he had a small role in Incredible Hulk too. Oh right, I forgot. Uh, he I had forgot the pizza, about the pizza, the yeah, pizza guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the rumor is is that his MCU character that's the same guy. Oh, okay. Just he's just in a different, in a like a different position. But it's yeah, the same but, guy, but but it's so funny because if you if you look at him, just, that that's his like. Uh, if you look at any interviews with him and everything, you you notice how Bodhi kind of looks like he's high all the time. Mm-hmm. He actually looks like that all the time. Yeah, that's just his normal. That's his, his normal, normal face. face, but it works. But, yeah. It works perfectly for a role like this. And yeah. So, so Dwight, you know, walks into this dispensary, and more or less just comes in there and and like takes charge. He realizes what's going on, mm-hmm. and he he uh, he names off all their weak points right off the bat. And mm-hmm. He goes he goes into the the office and you know looks in the safe and looks at how much cash is piled up in there. And he's more or less like, uh, you know, like you you need protection because you know that's kind of what the mafia does. Mm-hmm. It's like you know that's it's sort of like um, not extortion, but you know where they more or less like uh, you know these businesses basically pay pay them to you know to keep them you know protected or whatever, and and at the same time they get a cut of the profits. And so that's what Dwight is trying to get set up here. Bodie's like, you know, he's like, this is like old school way of thinking here. That's not, it's like, you know, because they've never had any problems. He's like, it's not like it was in the old days. He's like, this is legal. You know, that that's one of the things that, that Dwight has to get used to. He's like, you know, weed is legal here, you know? And he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, we don't need protection. This is perfectly, perfectly legal. People can come, come and go as they please. And there's nothing like, mm-hmm. you know, shady going on here. But anyway, you know, he, he still comes in, you know, he, he does his thing and he's like, you know, this is, this is how it's going to be. And, and, um, you know, and then he goes to a local bar, uh, which is owned by, um, the Mitch, uh, character mm-hmm. and, and Mitch is like a former, I think rodeo cowboy or something like that. That's opened up this bar and eventually Dwight develops a partnership with him. Uh, yeah. and, and his business and they decide to kind of change up the place and um, give it kind of a different uh, vibe and sort of class it up a little bit and and uh, and so it doesn't take him long before he rounds up his crew there in Oklahoma and he's right back into you know the middle of the action he uh, yeah he you know, kind of steps on some toes there too though but oh yeah and, um, so the biker gang oh yeah there. you have um, uh uh, what's his name? Um, Richie Richie Coster plays uh, Callan Waltrip, which is he's this Irish uh, leader of this uh, biker gang uh, called the Black McAdams. And, I do like that line. He's like, you know, I'm sensing because uh, uh, the guy's like trying trying to negotiate with him and telling him, you know, to back off and. Uh, this is his territory. He he knows it and everything. He's like, no, I don't think you do. I'm sensing a little bit of Chucky Charm uh, or Lucky Charms. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lucky Charms thing. 
Chuck E. Charms. Chucky oh, Chuck E. Charms. Oh, shoot. Like that, that's something different. Chuck E. Cheese and, and <laughs> Lucky Charms kind of getting mixed up there. <laughs> you, just see, you just see the Chuck E. Cheese mascot on the yeah. Lucky Charms box. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he uh, he definitely stirs up some trouble, like, as soon as he comes into town. And uh, and he becomes romantically involved uh, with, uh, with the... Stacy Beale, uh, played by Andrea Savage, who is uh, an ATF agent. Mm. So this is like not somebody that you know somebody in his line of work would normally associate with. Uh, but but know, he kind of comes upon her on accident. Yeah, and they they meet up uh, mm-hmm. actually in that in the bar, and she's there with a bunch of her her uh, girl friends, and and they end up hooking up, and then he realizes you know, later that, well, the first thing is, is she realizes how much older, uh, than her he is. And so there's like that, that age gap, you know, the generation. Yeah. Gap. And then she's sort of like, at first it's like, it, it's almost like, uh, like she really likes him. But then when she realizes like the age difference, like, it's almost like it's, uh, kind of, uh, I just she's hooked kind up of with sick my grandpa. Sick and by, yeah, yeah. Basically hooked up with somebody that's like my grandfather's age. Uh, but then he learns that she's an ATF agent and that sort of uh, compromises their relationship a little bit because she really does like him a lot as a person. So when she discovers the truth about him, where he came from, and that he's a you know mafia capo, like, you know, she kind of hides some things from her coworkers, you know, mm-hmm. uh, her, her fellow ATF agents and, which could get her in a lot of trouble because she's basically, she's kind of trying to help him, you know, help Dwight. Uh, but you know, she's, she's keeping these, uh, secrets that, you know, could compromise her job and, and, uh, her livelihood and everything. Uh, and, and also allow Dwight to continue getting away with his activities. So, yeah, because the FBI wants to take him down. Uh, there's this now this is kind of off top well it's on topic but at the same time it's like in in yeah, i can't think inconsequential inconsequential yes thank you um the the part where there's that little area in Tulsa Oklahoma is that a real place where there's like no sound that gets to it i wondered that too i wondered if that's really a thing you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go there and just kind of <laughs> try it out. Try it out. See. <laughs> yeah, there's like this spot in like the middle middle of town. It's like this big circle or whatever. And uh, one of the the townspeople there tells Dwight that supposedly you can stand in the middle of that spot, and and you and you can look all around you and you can't hear anything. It's like just a some kind of a weird. Um, you know, wormhole or something where, where it's, where, you know, I don't know. I feel, I kind of feel like it's a plot device, but it could, because it, it could doesn't be a seem, because it doesn't seem like it would be a real thing, but it's, it's like one of those weird mysteries of the world where there's something odd about it, but you're like, that can't be real. Then you go there and it's like, yeah, Oh, it's real. And, uh, and there's this thing where he, uh, there's this horse, there's this horse that yeah that, that keeps, just that keeps, keeps getting out through and... the yeah keeps getting out of his stall and just comes walking into town you know and he's like and Dwight's just like you know watching this horse and like he's fascinated it? by it yeah, he, it's like he, what is going on here like he even makes a uh, a habit of just sitting out uh you know to just watch the horse as it comes along he's like oh, yeah. I, at one point he's like having coffee or something and he's like yeah, and yeah the I horse got horse comes walking down the middle yeah. of the street yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm just waiting for that horse there. <laughs> but he, but he, yeah, he becomes uh, intrigued by it, and eventually buys the horse. Mm. And uh, funny little piece of trivia: the girl that that plays the barista at the local coffee shop is actually one of Sly's daughters. Is she really? Yeah, Scarlet Rose mm. Stallone, uh, and so she kind of has a little little part uh in the series there because eventually he buys the horse and, and gives it and, to her yeah and gives it to her or or uh she takes care of the horse for him yeah. because he learns that she loves horses and she has experience with like training them and mm. riding them and um you know so that was a cool little thing the way that he managed to kind of get 
you know, some of his family in there. There's right. actually a different, uh, his character has a daughter uh, in mm-hmm. the series, but... Uh, That's a different actress, not yeah, related different to actress, him. Not, yeah, not at all uh, related to, uh, to slides. Actually, uh, Tatiana Zappardino plays uh, Tina Manfredi. Uh, and she does a really good job, too. I mean, you could, you could easily see them uh, being related. Yeah. Uh, so that was, you know, pretty good casting there. Uh, but, you know, again, uh, you know, Dwight gets himself into all kinds of trouble, you know, when he comes into Oklahoma. He's doing well. He's like, you know, he starts making money really mm-hmm. quick, and he's sending money back to his family. But uh, but some of the guys in the family don't particularly care for that, the fact that he's doing so well, namely uh, Chicky, uh, which, mm. is, which is Pete's son. Chicky wants to be the head of the family. Yeah. And we, uh, and the spoiler alert here, but uh, we learn just how desperately he wants to be the head of the family because he ultimately ends up taking out his dad and uh, kills him, drowns him in a bathtub. I'm like, it's pretty cold. I mean, your, your dad is mm-hmm. already, like, ill. Yeah, and, and then, and then you, you decide you're just going to, like... Because because it becomes clear that like, you know, Pete has always favored Dwight. You know, he's always kind of been his right hand man. But you know, Chicky feels like because he's his son, he feels like he's entitled to that that role, and and so he, it becomes clear that you know Pete is not going to to give him that, and he's not going to give him that honor. So he's like, well, I'm just going to take it uh, for myself. And uh, so I thought that was a pretty pretty cold cold-hearted yeah there yeah and he kind of sheds his uh his uh you know i i guess the the wig there was kind of symbolic of him you know changing character or whatever yeah it was was, uh you know he kind of had that narcissism or whatever there because he was going bald and so he was always Mm -hmm. wearing you know these toupees or whatever and to be just, honest with you, when he took off the wig, I, I had to rewind it back and everything because I was like, because I missed it. And when the guy comes up later and he's bald, I'm like, wait, who is that? Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, the same guy. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it, it you know it gets pretty ruthless, you know, in this show. Uh, just you know, they they eventually uh, you know send some guys to Oklahoma to to try to take Dwight out. They want to take him down. Uh, but, you know, Dwight has already got his crew around him. You know, he's, he's got all these guys that are basically, you know, his, uh, his cowboy mafia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they, they sort of get into a little uh, battle royale uh, with each other. Actually, um, one of the guys, uh, Goody, uh, the character of Goody. Oh, yeah. He actually... He leaves the uh, the family in New York and joins up with Dwight. Like right, you know, uh, so it was interesting how how that all because because like yeah got, that guy actually sides. yeah that guy had uh, Dwight's back from the beginning and everything, but he was trying to you know keep it all together and everything. But then he realized ah oh, I can't do that, so he moves on over to the other side. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I, I just I just think that. Uh, the series is is uh, terrific, you know, just the mm-hmm. way that they. It was uh, it was it was a perfect way to uh, to bring you know somebody like Stallone to television because prior to that, really the only television he'd done, you know, he he did a couple of like reality shows where he was the host, like, yeah, like The Contender, which was a boxing. Uh, competition. He's got another reality show coming up. The oh, Stallones. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, was it um, uh, the fam? The family Stallone. The family Stallones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. also going to be on uh, Paramount Plus. So I'm actually mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing that. That'll, that'll be, be interesting to that'll see. Be interesting. Yeah. Just what what his day to day life is like. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, he he just does such a great job in it. I mean, from like I said, from from the opening. Uh, of the first episode, uh, you know, him getting out of prison. And then when he, the scene, I guess that really pulled me in was, was when he goes back home and he's talking with the family 
mm-hmm. and uh, and realizing what their plans for him are, and he just like yeah. you know he just comes down on them. They're all they're all fighting, and you know, and he's like uh, he's basically you know stating his case, and is is like you know he's he's hurt. You know he's he's angry and, and emotional because because he feels like his family is almost like turned on him or whatever. He, was, he yeah. thought that he was going to be greeted warmly and suddenly everything is his whole world has changed. And so he kind of makes the, makes this great little speech, uh, as Stallone is apt to do in a lot of his, uh, you know, best roles his movies and things. He, he has these great little like monologues and things. And, yeah. But, and, uh, shoot the, the scene that, uh, that I'm like, Ooh, because because uh, it's one of those things where, you know, if you're protective over someone, you're going to, you know, show it one way or oh, another. You know, yeah. the I know the um, about, yeah. yeah, when his uh, he finds out about what happened to his daughter with. So he goes over there and he literally murders the guy. Yeah. He just beats him to death. Yeah, I'm like yeah, that was that was a uh, powerful scene for me too. Like him mm-hmm. realizing that that. You know, someone that he used to trust, uh, you know, would would do that. You know, would you know um, attack his his daughter? You know, I guess sexually assault her, and um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he, he like she tells tells him not to do anything, just forget about it. But he's like, yeah, it's like you know, he's not going to let that let yeah. that go. It's 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 a uh, it's it's not only about like protecting his family but it's like an honor thing you know mm-hmm. it's just that's just how it is you know when the mafia it's like there's certain things that you don't do you cross that line and you're going to be dead like everybody just knows and even you know even pete like you know because it because he's trying to figure out he goes to see pete in the hospital and he's trying to figure out if pete was aware if he knew anything about it which he doesn't you know, he can tell on his face that he's, you know, surprised by that. And so once he realizes that, that's when he decides to go and, and uh, take matters into his own hands. And, and Pete doesn't really care. He's more or less like, yeah, I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, if somebody did that to my daughter, I would do the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, and Chicky is more like, you know, he just took out one of our guys, you know, but he's but he's he sides with Pete sides with Dwight in that scenario. And that's when and that's when Chicky decides to kill him. He's like, you know, he's like, well, you know, you're, you know, he's clearly like your favorite or whatever. You're you're taking his side over your own son, you know, and and my point of view. And but yeah, a lot of exciting stuff. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot. I mean, even with the biker gang there, because the biker gang tries to take them out too and doesn't. Of course, it doesn't end well because Sly's character's got the upper hand. He's figured out everything, and yeah. But uh, yeah. but the the series has proved to be extremely uh, popular. Actually, the uh, premiere episode had three point seven million mm. views. Oh, wow! Which turned out to be the best cable premiere of twenty twenty two. Oh, nice! Yeah, so. And, so uh, we definitely might get a season two. Have they greenlit it? Yep, it has been renewed for a second season. Yes, so. and, yes. Uh, finally, like that cliffhanger. Because I hate it when the TV shows like cancel. That's very good cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Yeah. and yeah, there is a cliffhanger. So yeah, yeah. because uh, at the at the end uh, in the last uh, in the season one uh, finale, uh, Dwight actually ends up. Uh, or you know we see that he's going to kind of end up in the same place that he started mm-hmm. because uh Stacy actually kind of turns on him and yeah. she she gives the FBI all of this information that she has on him and they end up arresting him and that's that's where um season 1 ends is with mm-hmm. him being arrested and uh they're carting him off to yeah. prison so it's kind of so I'm wondering how that's going to work out and uh, you know like obviously if there's going to be a season two he's not going to stay in prison so you have to right. figure out how exactly that's going to work out is he you know is like how is, is he going to get out of that breakout or is you know somebody going to um, you know work some kind of a deal or mm. but uh, but yeah it'll be interesting to see where where season two goes be 
Quite interesting. Um, and I do think, yeah, that that is impressive that it's gotten uh, that much, uh, it has that much of a uh, following there. And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to season two there because after that I was like, what? No, no, you can't end it yeah, that you way. You can't end it like that. You know? It's like, I mean, they could, I guess. Yeah, you it know, would be a very somber ending, it would be but if, yeah. if they if they and they probably did it that way on purpose because they might not have known at that point whether it was going to get picked up for a second season. Mm-hmm. So like, well, we'll end it this way just in case because you know that way it's like if he goes goes off to prison, then that's know, the end of the that's, story. That's the end. That could be the end of the series unless they you know yeah. Uh, but now they're it's always kind of tricky i think when you're making a tv show you don't know if it's going to be renewed or not and i hate it when they they're like oh well you're canceled and re- i guess it doesn't matter if there's not much views on that show but if they were it was like a big big show and it ends on a cliffhanger episode and you're like what what happened i i need to know what happened yeah and there, there are some movies like that too where they expect to make a, another one and it that they leave it in a cliffhanger and you never see a sequel to that. Uh, yeah, like the Hellboy series, there's there's supposed to be a third one after that. And you'll never know. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to see the rest of that. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm curious what uh, Sylvester Stallone's going to do next. I'm always curious on that. So. Yeah, it, it, you know, uh, because... He's a really talented writer and director himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember at one point, like, the only reason I actually have any of these social media stuff, like Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, is just to be like, oh, just there's just a... Follow, follow the celeb. Yeah, that's the only reason. I don't really care to to tell people, you know, what I'm up to or anything like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a pretty private person, I think, yeah. so... Yeah. Um, even you know I'm kind of private. I don't I don't really indulge too much info, even to you sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know, and I, I think you know a lot of people are kind of you know going that way now, and you're like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my wife is that way too. I mean, that's really that's really the only thing she does on social media. She follows. She has you know her favorite, yeah, uh, you know celebrities and stuff that she follows on there, and maybe a yeah. few close friends, but. It does. It does make you kind of giddy a little bit there when they start, you know, favoriting you, your uh, like or comment or whatever. I mean, there's a whole bunch of oh, sure. millions of people that yeah. get that, but uh, but you know, it's just that one moment of oh, he actually noticed yeah. that. And so, it's, yeah. Um, there was one moment where he, he's like talking about uh, screenwriting and you know how he, he's saying how he has a hard time with dialogue and he you know he pretty much loves the. Like he congratulates anyone that is with that profession of writing the dialogue because they have some hard work, and they're and the the way they're able to pull that off is you know just exceptional and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was like, well, me, I, I've been told that I'm a good at that the dialogue and stuff like that. I mean, so that that I like you know I kind of like said I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but. You know, or maybe I'm not paraphrasing because I'm not really shortening what I said. But <laughs> uh, what's the opposite of paraphrasing? Um, well, I guess, any- I guess it would just be uh, it would just be being direct or whatever. It would just be, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was basically, you know, saying thank you for for that. Any favorite of that, and I just thought, well, I hope I didn't over you know state myself or anything like that because i don't know how well my dialogue is i mean i know you said it's good uh britney has said it's good and you know there's a whole bunch of people that said that you know but um i guess it's kind of like nobody like me writing it i'm like "Hmm, is it good i don't know yeah i I think i think you do have a, a knack for you know for your scripts you know the dialogue uh it flows very like freely and and easily and it um it's it sounds very natural like as you're reading it you know you can you can totally imagine these characters uh saying these words and i think it helps too because in some cases you already have certain actors in mind mm-hmm. to play those roles and so yeah. and so you're kind of writing for somebody like you yeah. like you know 
the little nuances and things the little, of the ways that they um, they speak yeah. and, and behave, and so you kind of write the character around that. Yeah, uh, even maybe write their accent in the dialogue there, how they, yeah. you know. Because you're, you're kind of hearing it in your head. It's like, okay, you I can hear it. don't really need to be accurate, you know, grammatically accurate with the dialogue bec- I'm, because people don't speak grammatically no. correct. Uh, I know I don't speak grammatically correct. I mean, I'm sure that sentence is not grammatically correct. Well, and and something that, you know, I found like when on the rare occasion when I would write is Mm -hmm. that, you know, for the most part, I would try to, I I wouldn't try to do the grammar thing. Like, um, you know, like where, you know, we, sometimes when we talk, you know, words that end in I N G, Mm-hmm. You know, we leave that G off when we're, mm-hmm. you know, like, so instead of saying, you know, like, we're talking right now, we're saying we're talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm watching TV. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so, like, I usually would try to avoid that in scripts, and I would just write it, you know, the normal way mm-hmm. and leave it up to the actor to add those nuances yeah. you know if it's more if it feels more natural uh for them to uh to yeah. to to change up that grammar a little bit uh i might do that with certain characters because i feel like if there's you know ones that, where i'm like i like i really really want that character mm-hmm. to speak that way and that's that's the way i envision it that's just that's the only way that i see them speaking then i might throw those those things in there but for the most yeah. part i just kind of leave it as it is and leave it up to the actor yeah, and that's another thing. The the writing in this show is actually pretty spot on to the the lingo, the the you know. I think uh, they even make reference to the 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 one guy, the African American actor. Um, oh, uh, uh, I'm forgetting the Jay, character's name. Uh, Jay Will that plays Tyson. Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he'll he'll actually call uh, Stallone his gangster. Yeah. Yeah. It's like gangster. Like, you know, my my gangster, and he doesn't but, like that. You know, yeah, he's, he's like, like, you know, it's, it's more or less like, you know, it's like what, you know, like you, it's like he's almost offended. Like you know, you, yeah, you've like, offended him in some way. It's like you think just because I'm an, an Italian, I came from New York, you know, that I'm that I'm a gangster, you know, and it's like, well, he kind of are, yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but he, he's like, no, 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 it's just the it's just the saying, it's just um, yeah, just yeah. a figure of speech, yeah. Um, but uh, but he he thinks that he throws that term around too loosely mm-hmm. because in you know because in his mind Dwight yeah he's like uh, that's like no that's no laughing matter to him. yeah that's that's, you know, that's slander a, that's, a, yeah, that's a serious yeah. thing uh, but you know and, and it's just so funny how how he you know met all these people because uh, because. It's like the very first people he met and everything like that. Yeah, he's just, it's like it's, he's, the, everybody he comes into contact with kind of becomes a part of his crew because Tyson used to be a taxi driver, and mm-hmm. he decides to recruit him as his own driver. Yeah, he, like, he's like, you're, you're my driver now. You're yeah. no longer a taxi driver. You're hands, my driver. Hands him a mm-hmm. lot of cash, and it's like, you know, it's like I'm going to pay you, you know, way more money than you would ever make, you know, as a, as a taxi driver. My gangster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's 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 great. I mean, yeah. the show is just mm-hmm. so well written, and I think mm-hmm. that's that's a big reason why it it is successful. Yeah. Um, it it'll be interesting to see if if Sly ends up writing or directing any episodes. Of the I'm sure he himself. will. I mean, yeah. there there's a, a good uh, number of actors who wh- whoever is leading a TV show or whatever will eventually like direct an episode yeah. here or there. Um, like I'm thinking of a few, um, I mean, obviously the, the Barry episode have been directed by uh, Bill, Bill Hader. Um, Breaking Bad, which I know you haven't watched any of that. Uh, Brian Cranston directs mm-hmm. a couple of those. Um, I'm sure Stallone will direct yeah. at some point. Sometimes you got to let that uh, get through that first season and see how everything's gonna, gonna yeah. go, and then and then usually. You know, from then on, then the you know cast members will slowly start uh, you know directing episodes themselves. And yeah, I mean, uh, I loved all the movies that he's directed himself. Oh yeah. Um, you know, um, he directed a few of the Rambo's, right? Mm-hmm. And, and well, he uh, directed. Uh, I know he directed. Um, 
the the fourth one. The fourth one. Um, and I don't think. I don't. I think that was. I, the, I think that's the only one of the Rambo. Yeah, because I'm starting to think about it. I don't uh, think he's directed the last now, one even. Now Rocky. Uh, Rocky. He's directed he, a lot he of those. Directed right. Several of those. He, uh-huh. he directed. Uh, let's see. Two. Two. Three. Four. And uh, and Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. And then and then all the rest of them were. I've seen the Rocky. I've seen all the Rocky movies, but uh, I've only seen one Rambo movie, and that's the first one. I've only seen the first. Oh, First Blood. Uh, yeah. uh, there's a good reason for it too, is because I felt like uh, the sequels were cash grabs, basically, uh, because they had a success with the first one, and I felt like the first one had a, a strong point to it. Yeah. You know, uh, a very serious matter because it's a, a a movie about PTSD, right? And I felt like uh, the sequels undermined that characteristic. Of it. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like kinda, sudden, it was like suddenly, suddenly it's kind of glorifying this uh, character, yeah. which is not to be glorified. He's it was like he Ill. was yeah. It was kind of like you know, especially. And I, I would still recommend watching all the all the movies because they you know because uh, there is some good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. But like I felt like the second and third one, it definitely kind of dismissed that PTSD aspect of his character, mm-hmm. and it was almost like you know it was a forgotten thing. Uh, but the fourth one that was just called Rambo, uh, which he directed, kind of I thought got back a little bit more to, to you know closer to the essence of of his you know character and uh and the last one uh wasn't bad either uh last blood uh was really good uh, you know i i liked that because that one brought him into instead of like putting him you know into like the jungle or or some third world you know country or something he's like protecting that, his home he's protecting his own home and his family you know uh, this this girl that he had you know um you know his uh his uh it's as well it's his daughter yeah it turns yeah turns out to be i haven't seen it in a while i think it's i think it turns out she he raises her as as his niece but i think it actually turned out to be his daughter if i remember correctly but okay uh but yeah but it's but you know again it's really good you know just how mm-hmm. he he uses uh those things about his character to you know to defend uh yeah you know his his home and and another thing that I like about Stallone is he does have a sense of humor too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean I mean he's been in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies currently. Uh he was in the Suicide Squad as the voice of King Shark. Um I don't know if you've seen any of that that Oh yeah, or, it was yeah, yeah hilarious. That, um, was, that was actually the probably the funniest part of that movie was was his character. So smart me. Yeah. <laughs> um but um and then there's the Expendables are their actions and everything. They're more so action than they are comedy, but there's comedy within it. You know? Yeah, they're kind of poking um, fun at themselves because yeah. because he's gotten all these, um, you all know, these former action stars yeah. packed into, I into love, one movie. I love the scene with Chuck Norris and everything. Uh, me and my uh, brothers, we uh, well, I say brothers because well, they're we're close knit, you know? Yeah. So the, they essentially are, I don't, they're not by blood, but by, you know, their family. Yeah. But, uh, they, uh, we would actually pick out the characters we were in the movie. Um, and, um, so I was, my character kept on changing. I was at first, I was Jet Lee's character in the first one. Is it Jet Lee? Yeah. Jet. Um, and, uh, because I'm the shortest one of everyone, so and uh, let's see, and then uh, there's Cody. He's 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 Stallone's character. Then we got Stephen. Oh, he's uh, Jason Statham's character. Then Josh. Oh, he's Dolph Lundgren's character. Uh, because uh, that just fits our personalities. Yeah. And uh, and then the, when the sequels came out, my character kept changing or whatever, and it, the characters kept changing because at that point uh, Chuck Norris was uh, Cody. And I I love that scene with Chuck Norris where he's like, they're doing the Chuck Norris joke with right. Chuck Norris. Right, it's great when he says yeah. something. There was I can't remember what it was. It was something. He's was, like, I heard you got bitten by a king cobra. I was, and after seven agonizing days, the cobra finally died. Yeah. 
It's great. <laughs> he's like he's he's uh, he, and he. It's great to when you see actors like that who are um, who are very like you know self deprecating. You know they mm-hmm. they don't like even though they're stars. It's like yeah. they 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 understand like the the jokes. You yeah. know, about themselves and the, and they just they come along for the ride you know and they and they, yeah. and they eventually just start kind of parodying uh themselves after a while i mean uh there's so many actors i can think of you mm-hmm. know who do that you know david hasselhoff is another one big one he he just became like uh you know everybody like poked fun at him you know for so many years the whole, the baywatch thing and, and yeah and, and then he's that. And now he's just totally like he started as a cameo as SpongeBob as a as, as the a same guy. character, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then he shows up in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two as just like a brief moment, like yeah, just random, you know. Just, but it was completely random. Like, wait, what? Why is he? But it's like he's building. Yeah. People like that are building a whole new career off of off of that, you know, that off kind off of, of that jo- the yeah. joke on them, yeah. yeah. And they're like they're just playing into the joke. So yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but you, but you do. You, you yeah. have to. I think you know when you get to that level, you have to have a good sense of humor about mm-hmm. uh, about things, and you can't. Uh, you have to have thick skin, and, and you you know you can't let that stuff you know get to you too much. And and, yeah. the, be- and the best way to to take power over it is just to do it yeah. yourself. Uh, la- last thing, um, I, I want to try and bring this back. I mean, though we've kind of stepped back on doing that, but. Uh, for roles in this uh, TV series, what, what what would you want to play as if you could? Hmm, that's a good question. I hadn't really thought about that. Hmm, probably. I could probably either see myself as um, either as the Bodhi mm-hmm. character. Uh, you know, which is the the owner of the the weed uh, dispensary, or uh, or Mitch, Mitch, the owner of the bar. I could I see think, that. I could I see think, that. You know, I think those would be out of all the characters. I think those would probably be the ones that you know that would uh, suit suit me the best. Where I yeah. where I would be believable as those characters. I've I think I've come to terms with the fact that me being so broad shouldered and everything like that, I don't think people would buy me as one of those characters. <laughs> uh personality wise probably, but um I'm 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 starting to figure out that, you know, I don't know if if I'm believable enough cuz cuz I I had a conversation like I found out my supervisor at work uh when he first was introduced to me, he at first thought I was a firefighter. Hmm. And I was like, "What? Why?" And he's like, "Just the way you're built." And I was like, "Oh, okay." I, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, other people, yeah, you know, can kind of see you differently than, than yeah. you see yourself. And, yeah, you know. I, I didn't see that for myself, but hey. So I'm thinking, for me personally, if I were to play a part, I would probably play, uh, play um, getting all tongue-tied. Uh, one of the villains, I think, I'd probably play one of the villains. Um, yeah, I could almost see that too, uh, like. Uh, well, even like the uh, the the uh, guy from the uh, Black McAdams. Oh yeah, it's like the Irish guy. Yeah, you know, you could al- I could almost see you doing something that, like that, that too. I honestly was thinking that I'd I'd like to play something like that. That would be that seems kind of fun actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, just just how ruthless he is. He he's like very manipulative in a way, and then kind of. You know, he, he gives you a false sense of insecure, a uh, false sense of security, yeah. and then automatically, you know, takes it out when you're least uh, suspecting it, as he so did with the uh, the one woman that was uh, he found out was a uh, um, she was word? like a uh, kind of like an informant. Yeah, like an informant. Snitch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, and the uh, TV show, I don't know uh, about direct. I would direct some of the episodes and everything, but writing, I would definitely write something like this. This is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think I even pitched something that was kind of similar to you to the uh, to this with you about the police officer and the, and the marine and oh, the yeah. the inmate and everything. And so yeah, and um, I'm, I'm still wanting to do that, but that's that's probably going to have down, to be down the road. Yeah, yeah, down the road there because it's very very in-depth and very complicated would need to do a lot of research but 
but yeah, but it's but it's excellent. You know, it's an excellent show. Uh, highly recommend it. And uh, so be sure to uh, to get on to Paramount Plus and and check that out. And also, I think if you you have uh, the Paramount Network, like if you have cable, if you have the Paramount Network, it's mm-hmm. on there as well. So if you don't have the Paramount Plus app, you can watch it on uh, the Paramount Network. But uh, yeah. But anyway, that's uh, we're just about out of time here. Uh, wrapping it up, wrapping it up the episode, wrapping up the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we go, as always, we just want to remind everybody to be sure and subscribe, like, and share to our YouTube channel. Yeah. And uh, and when you do subscribe, just make sure that you're tapping that little bell icon so that you can receive all the notifications whenever new content or videos are posted. Yes, and uh, just because the season is over does not mean that our um youtube or yes anything. it's a very Especially, good point yeah. yes mm-hmm. we uh we are going to be uh busy uh this summer we have uh we have some uh some big plans and surprises uh, coming up so so definitely keep your eyes on our socials uh, and we'll we'll have uh all those links for you uh, down below but you know keep your eyes on those pages as well as our youtube channel uh, because we're still going to have stuff coming your way, uh, even though we're taking the summer off uh, from yeah. the podcast. So, and uh, and again, uh, you know, be sure to uh, you know leave your comments and and questions and uh, suggestions and things like that for us. Uh, you know, you can do that by commenting on on the episodes here on YouTube, or uh, you know, go to our socials, or or you can email us uh, at uh, our official podcast email. A lot of different ways where you can talk to us, get in touch with us, and uh, just let us know what you think. You know, uh, what do you think of of the first season of the podcast, and where would you like to see it go uh, in season two? We kind of have our own ideas, you know, for what we'd like to do. But yeah, uh, but you know, but we're always open to, to suggestions, and because we want to try to make this uh, the best that it can possibly be. And and absolutely, uh, and absolutely, uh, and and for one last time. Uh, speaking of that, uh, be sure to check out our Patreon page and uh, check out some of the, the perks that we're offering on there. It gives you all a chance to contribute directly to the podcast. And, um, you know, every every dime that you choose to contribute on there goes towards uh, the, the podcast, you know, production and, and things of that nature. And uh, it's just a way for you to to be more directly involved in, in helping us to make this a better podcast. So yes, but uh, but anyway, uh, that's all the time we've got for today. And uh, we certainly hope that you will join us uh, for the next season. Uh, we'll we'll be coming back in. Uh, we'll, we'll be coming in strong too. And yes. uh, in what month? September. September. Yeah. September. And so we look forward to that and, uh, and hope you're looking forward to that as well. Uh, but, uh, in the meantime, just keep an eye on everything and, uh, and to see what we'll be up to, uh, in the months between now and then. Uh, but, uh, until next time, as always be good to yourselves and we'll catch you later. Dipstick.